One legislator calling for folks with children to flee California. Another legislator telling people, stay and fight. What do we do? Let's break it down for you today on this podcast. We have so much to talk about. We have three bills with current action items out on them. Please take a look at those. Uh, We are in the thick of it with bills heading to their final vote in some cases. So please be aware of what's going on here in the California State Legislature and get involved. Welcome to The Frontline with FPM, where we talk about California politics, homeschool freedom, parental rights, and the family. I'm your host, Nathan Pierce, and thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and see what's going on here on The Frontline. So I have three bills to talk with you about today, and um, we'll be kind of putting them together in a big group, but they all impact our families and homeschool freedom in a variety of ways, but they also are all attacking the biblical principle of the family as well. So we're going to kind of start with that, the biblical principle of family, um, uh, father, mother, together having children, and that principle that's uh, as old as Genesis, the creation where God established a a family, husband and wife, and um, then encouraged them to have children. This is the foundation of the family, which is essentially a, the foundational building block of our society and of any society. Uh, and it's really the central pillar of, of government as well, because you have authority given to parents in the context of family and that constitutes government when you have that order there and so that's family government as opposed to civil government or church government Um, so we need to make sure that we're aware of what this is fundamentally going after when you go after the family as God designed it you're going after uh, something that's as old as the creation of the world something that was created by God. This, this institution was created by God, was established by him, and was uh, reaffirmed and instructed as to how to uh, really lead or guide or um, continue on having uh, God-honoring families throughout Scripture and uh, we've seen, we've seen in history how having God honoring families results in blessing, and when you undermine that principle, it results in uh, constant uh, undermining of society. And we've seen that definitely in our country over the last uh, 60, 80 years. You can definitely see. Uh, the trend there. But we're not going to get into that too much today. We're really going to focus on three bills. Um, These three bills are AB 1057, which is the home visits bill. Uh, It is moving uh, towards its next committee hearing, and we really need to make some phone calls on that bill so we will have um, clear action steps. We have that on our website already. Then we have uh, SB 407, which is the 
uh, the bill that requires foster parents. Um, it's this a stepping stone bill towards other more dangerous threats of the, um, the traditional um, natural family with parents and their own biological children, but this is starting with the, the situation of foster families having to sign a document saying that they agree with the government's view on affirming gender identity. So this is something that goes to the very heart of what is a family and who has the authority here and why does the government think that they have the role to tell people what to believe. And so that's SB 407. The last bill is AB 957 and you've probably heard somewhat about that because it has made national news. Um, we have a clear uh, explanation of each of these bills and clear action items. So um, please uh, buckle up for that because we're going to go through these pretty quickly. So before I get into legislation here, I just want to uh, give you a little bit of an explanation on something that happened earlier this week. Um, we did post a video early this week about uh, AB 957, which uh, deals with gender uh, confirmation, gender affirmation issues um, in families uh, in the context of custody battles. And um, we ran into an issue with YouTube. I don't know all the terminology or the technical jargon for all of this, but um, it uh, was posted on YouTube. And then uh, a few hours later, um, after it was easily accessible um, for a while, uh, it eventually became very difficult to find that even if you had the exact name of that video video and so uh, I realize that many of you may have had difficulty finding information out about that accurate information about AB 957 um, so uh, I will uh, run the video explanation about uh, what I said earlier this week about AB 957 it is still accurate and current and uh, it will also give you um, an idea of what we're dealing with here with AB 957 and uh, what the current action item is. I do want to make sure that you understand too though that um, we are struggling to make sure that we have videos that are accessible to people. Uh, so please be praying for us uh, for that issue and um, be sure to uh, be checking our a YouTube page and our website will be making sure that we update things regularly there as well as um, sharing them with your friends to make sure that they are able to see those. So thanks so much and here let's jump into AB 957. There's a bill AB 957 that is a dangerous threat to the family in California and I want to tell you a little bit about what this bill is and why it's a threat. So 957 actually is dealing with the context of a custody dispute about a child. So if there is a family that is made up of a husband and a wife with a child, and the husband and wife are fighting over custody of that child, or the two parents, let's just say, of that child are fighting over custody of that child, then the court gets involved to determine what that custody arrangement is going to be. In the case of 957, the bill 
it is designed to put certain parameters or requirements on the court as they make this decision about custody. And in this case, the requirement placed on the court is saying the judge must take into consideration certain things. And there's a code that's already written that governs how the judge is to make this decision, what he has to take into consideration when he's making this decision. Now, this bill requires that something be added in there, and it has to do with the perspective of the parents of the child. Looking at the two parents, the judge must consider a variety of things, but the judge must specifically also consider what the parent's perspective is of the child's gender identity. And so the important part here is that the court is to take into consideration the beliefs of the parent when the court makes a determination about who gets custody of a child. So this can play out in a lot of different ways if you look at how this would ultimately end up impacting things in the future. But let's just look at the context of what's happening here and what this bill actually does right now. And then we can get to that next. First of all, you have parents of a child that are arguing over custody. So you already have a situation where there's a family mixed up with the court because of a divorce or because uh, maybe they were never married. There's a family problem here. It's not that this is just an average uh, healthy family that is all of a sudden taken to court by somebody and now there's the custody of the child up up in the air, up for grabs. No, we're talking about a situation where the parents are already in court fighting over a child. And that's where 957 comes in to make the requirement that the judge consider the parents' beliefs about the gender identity of the child. So we already have a mess. This is a, a family situation that's a mess. It's a disaster. And it's a very sad situation. These situations exist here in California. We know they do. And so this bill makes it a requirement that the judge take into consideration whether or not the parent essentially agrees with the child about their gender identity. Now, this could ultimately play out as a disaster in terms of a family that is maybe they never were a functional family but practically speaking at this point the judge is to take into consideration these things because the authors of this bill want to promote or allow to be promoted uh, non-traditional or non-biblical gender identity values and so when we look at this issue we have to recognize that there's a significant threat to uh, biblical gender identity principles and biblical family principles of parents being together and in unity over basically the concept of what is gender and what is a family. And so we need to recognize that this, this bill is first of all dealing with something that's already in court. It's dealing with a, a, a mess 
in a family situation that's already got trouble and it's interjecting this new um, legal requirement into the judge's opinion when granting custody of a child. So it does have long-term implications as well. Those long-term implications, when you look at, well, how does this um, relate to other family situations? It doesn't immediately impact the average uh, healthy family. However, this kind of goes along with what we've been saying about other bills where we're looking at a trajectory here of how does the government interject into a family situation, into a parent-child relationship and say, the government has authority over what a parent should believe or be able to teach their child or enforce in their own home in terms of biblical principles, biblical values, specifically here relating to gender, gender identity, gender roles, definition of family, definition of man, woman, this whole picture is problematic because you have the government interjecting its view of all of these things into the relationship between a parent and child and saying, parent, if you do not agree with the government on these issues, then you are not in the same position of authority with your child as you would be if you did agree with us. So that sets up a trajectory of separating the authority over children from parents because of a differing view, a difference in beliefs between a parent and the government. And, and the government is saying, parent, if you do not agree with us on these gender identity and family principle issues, then we will take your authority away from you and we will take that, it will become our authority and we will give it to whom we will give it to and you are left to have your beliefs by yourself. And so this trajectory is not a good one. It is a dangerous, it is an anti-biblical, anti-God direction for the, the, the state to go. And it is the, the government interjecting its belief system, its view of family, of man, of woman, of gender into an individual family situation. And it's allowing the government to take a responsibility, take a, a authoritarian position over a family situation where a parent and another parent are in disagreement about something and they're getting the government to come in and settle their disagreement. And this law is saying the judge has to take this into consideration when he is deciding how to settle this dispute between a husband and a wife or a father and a mother. It sort of starts with a mess, but it also creates a new mess by telling the people of California that the government's position of what the government's view of gender roles and identities is, 
that view, the government's view, is the top view, is the important view, is the ruling view, and so it is what makes the decision. And that's a dangerous place. That's a dangerous place for all of us to be. It's not going to stop here in California either. You see this kind of thing popping up in other states as well. You see a bill up in Washington that has already moved in this direction and has already passed their legislature in dealing with foster children. And it's really dangerous. You've seen it little bits and pieces of this throughout the country. We need to, to voice our opinions on this and say what God says about this because if we don't, there will be no line and it will just continually be getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. We need to stand firm on this. We need to preach truth about this issue because it matters. So we need to recognize that there's a trajectory here that's dangerous. We need to recognize that we need to take responsibility and voice what is true because it's being left out of the discussion. And we need to make sure that we are doing our part in both getting involved in elections, getting involved in the legislative process, and making sure that the truth is heard there, and also that we would make sure that we're engaging in our culture around us to preach truth there, because that is what ends up in the public sphere and in the legislative sphere. So, AB 957, dangerous bill, please make sure that you call and write your legislator on this bill. It's now in the Senate, and so I would encourage you to call or write your California state senator on this bill today. Thank you. Okay, picking up from there, we're going to look next at AB 1057, which is that home visits bill. This bill does not mandate home visits for every person in California. It doesn't mandate home visits for uh, every infant in California. It does uh, make it so that there are voluntary home visits available to uh, parents of infants. Um, these visits would be done by social workers and uh, those visits are something that are not appropriate uh, for the government to be uh, inserting themselves into people's homes to give them instruction on parenting, tell them how it's to be done, tell them how to take care of their infant and what to do, um, what doctors to go see, what, um, what kinds of medical interventions the parents must do. Uh, this is uh, this is a dangerous direction for us to, to see our government going in when you have the government saying, oh, we're going to come and visit you in your home and tell you how to raise your child. Not something that we want our government doing. So even though this is a voluntary, initially, uh, a, a voluntary program, we need to make sure that we get our voice heard on this, making it very clear that it is not appropriate for the government to be sending government officials into our homes to tell us how to raise our children especially uh, from from birth. This is, this is absolutely not right, and we need to oppose it. Even though this isn't a voluntary thing, we know that these things come in, in incremental steps, and so we need to stop it right here. Otherwise, if we don't stop it here, uh, there will be um, essentially, uh, in, the, in the parallel of, of sharks, uh, we would see blood in, if when there's blood in the water, sharks circle and 
they go on the offense and they attack one after another and there will be nothing left when they're through in terms of uh, going after parental rights and everything that parents have a role in doing in their children's lives, the government's going to go after every last thing. And so we need to make sure that we stop it right at the very beginning, nip this in the bud, and oppose this bill, AB 1057. So this bill is currently uh, in the Senate, and it is waiting for its next hearing. It's got a hearing scheduled in the Senate Health Committee for the 21st of this month. June 21st is, a, is the hearing scheduled for AB 1057, so be praying for this bill to not pass through committee. Also, be praying for your legislator that they would vote no, that they would have the, um, the understanding and the, the, um, the willingness to put themselves out there and vote no on this bill. Also, what we need you to do is make a phone call to your state senator to ask them to vote no on AB 1057. That's where this bill is at right now. That's what it does. And this is your action item. Call your state senator and ask them to vote no on AB 1057 because it's the wrong direction for California to have government agents going into people's homes to instruct them in rearing their children. All right, next is... Um, we're going to look at SB 407. We've talked about this before as well. This bill is the one dealing with foster families and requiring foster parents to sign documents saying that they agree with the government that they should be affirming of the um, gender identity and uh, of the children that they will foster. This is a dangerous direction for our state to go because um, it's by itself in the foster system it's dangerous for those children uh, to not have uh, foster parents that are able to help them uh, with their uh, gender identity uh, issues concerns questions and so this is a really dangerous direction that the state would be saying you can't foster if you don't agree with what the government says you should believe about gender identity but also this is a dangerous step in the direction of the government taking over all of it's a it's not even that far off from from the government saying you have to believe what we say about everything if you think about it the government telling you if you want to be a foster parent you have to sign a paper saying you agree with what the government says you should believe about gender identity and then you can be a foster parent that's that's just one step in a direction if if you have somebody that wants to foster a child and then perhaps adopt that's not that far of a step for this kind of legislation to take another step in that direction and it would not be hard for them to tweak the wording a little bit to apply it to more groups of people or even everyone even parents with their own biological children uh, having to sign a document saying we agree we believe what the government says we should believe about gender identity in order to have children. And if we don't believe the way the government tells us to believe, then we must have our children removed. That's, that's the direction that this is going. Now this bill just deals with foster parents and foster children. And that, but that by itself is bad enough. And so we need to make sure that our legislators hear from us today on this bill. Um, the legislators offices are open on on Friday uh, this 
this Friday the 16th, but they will be also open next week. So make sure you call your state senator, your California state senator, to oppose um, these other bills. And this particular bill, uh, SB 407, is now, it's a Senate bill, but it's in the Assembly now. So for SB 407, you need to call your state Assembly member and ask them to vote no. And it's going to be heard in the Assembly Human Services Committee on June 20th. So please call your state senator as soon as you can um, early next week uh, to make sure, maybe um, Monday or Tuesday, preferably Monday morning, to call your state senator or your state assembly member to make sure that they know that you oppose SB 407. Next, I want to talk about an issue that <clears throat> came up in the hearing for AB 957 this week. Uh, we had one senator, uh, Senator Scott Wilk, uh, actually encouraging parents to flee the state of California. Uh, watch this. In the past when we've had these discussions and I've seen parental rights um, atrophied, I've, 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 encur I've encouraged people to keep fighting. I've changed my mind on that. If you love your children, you need to flee California. You need to flee. Wow, that's pretty um, incredible. You can definitely see his, his concern. Uh, he's very worked up and um, very frustrated with the direction that this bill is going. Um, I want to also play for you something that I heard uh, uh, Senator Brian Jones actually say recently as well, which kind of goes in the opposite direction, but is also still filled with frustration. So uh, take a listen and watch uh, Senator Brian Jones and what he has to say about this same issue. Our culture is under attack. And it's going to be a time that this generation, 30 years old and younger, are going to have an opportunity to make a decision in their life if they're going to fight for the principles of the Bible or they're going to fold to the uh, cabal of the leftists. And we're experiencing this all over California. So the first thing is I wanna ask for you not to leave California. Because <laughs> number one, there's no fight in Idaho <laughs> other than the cold weather. There's no fight in Texas other than the humidity and the bugs. There's no fight in Florida other than, other than the temptation of going to Disney World all the time. The fight is here in California. The front lines of our culture war in America are here. Wow, so Senator Brian Jones um, kind of brings it back to, if you care about these issues, stay and fight. And um, I really appreciate that attitude. I definitely appreciate and respect uh, uh, Senator, um, Senator Scott Wilk as well. And I, I totally understand and I get the frustration here. And we've all had friends that have moved out of the state of California for one reason or another. Um, but I would say I would encourage you um, to understand, um, be aware of what specifically bills are doing. Um, be aware of what's going on in California and be active to oppose things. But also, we need to be involved in elections to make sure that we do our part to, to make sure that everything we um, do involves trying to not uh, get bad uh, decision makers elected in California. 
Um, but there's another aspect to this too, and I think it's important for us to be aware that the 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 illness that is upon California in making bad decisions uh, in our in our state policies is not unique to California. There are issues in other states, and a lot of the issues in California bleed over to other states. In fact, we have been um, a big part in stopping bad things from happening to other states when we're able to stop bad things from happening here, or at least slow them down. So getting involved in, in political issues here in California actually has a significant impact on every other state in California. So I would encourage you to realize that when you take a stand um, for biblical principles and for the family and for homeschool freedom and for uh, the rights that we value for ourselves and for our children, those freedoms in every other state will be impacted by the freedoms that we are able to maintain here in California. Family Protection Ministries has been here since the mid-1980s working hard to protect homeschool family freedoms. And ever since then, those same freedoms that we have been able to protect here have, have sort of a trickle-down effect in protecting freedom in other states as well. Um, the battles that we have, have fought here in California have enabled us to give counsel to those fighting the same battles in other states. And when we stop a bad bill here, it's one less place that someone in another state can point to and say, hey, they did it in California. And if we can stop that from happening, that's a great thing. So I would encourage you to um, consider the call to stay in California and fight. And um, I know I've said that many times before, but I appreciate all of you who continue to support the work here at Family Protection Ministries and to get involved when called upon to make those telephone calls, do those district office visits. And so many of you have been such an encouragement to myself and to the staff here at Family Protection Ministries. And I really appreciate all that you do. So thank you so very much. And I think that's it for now. If you are interested in uh, participating in getting your students involved in government by having them take a government class, I would encourage you to take a look at what Family Protection Ministries offers with our government class. Um, it's sort of a unique opportunity to uh, learn about government uh, with the added bonus of learning how to impact government. So uh, take a look at that on our, on our website. And uh, until next time, God bless you and have a great week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Frontline with FPM. For more information about the topics we discuss here, Check out Family Protection Ministries at fpmca.org and subscribe to our channel.